Welcome back, party people. Look and listen podcast, South and Cinema podcast. Episode three, what I'm watching. Got a few things to talk about today, and then we'll get on out of here. You know what I mean? Um, so just like the the other few uh other couple ones that I've done, just gonna talk about a few things that I've been looking at on TV and um you know, just give give a few thoughts. I don't have anything written down, so we're just going to freestyle this. But um, first thing I want to talk about, like I've been doing, Snowfall, baby. So we got to the, the season finale of Snowfall, and um, it was great. Like I said, I, I don't really want to get into a lot of detail and a lot of spoilers. Um, I do plan on doing that, you know, more in-depth look, as I've been mentioning. So I'm going to start working on that pretty soon. And then try to reach out to a couple folks to be on about it. But I will say um, season four is wrapped up now. It was a great finish. Um, as with a lot of shows nowadays, I think episode nine was probably the the most action. You know what I'm saying? Without getting too far into it. You know, three people died in that episode. And then um, episode 10 was a lot of good setup. A lot of drama. Um there wasn't anybody and nobody died on camera, but, you know, there's a few people, a couple people that we think may have, you know, met their maker, but we didn't see it. So the doors left open for, um, you know, for them to possibly be back in season five. But, um, you know, you just don't know, man, like they did a lot of good. They did a great job of setting the table for whatever is to come. You know, they answered some questions, which is what a finale is supposed to do. You know, they answered a couple questions, but then they presented you with a bunch of new ones. So, you know, um, definitely looking forward to uh, seeing what comes in the future with Snowfall. Um, I love at the end, you know, where Franklin had his Kaiser Sose moment. For those of you, you know, those of you that have seen the usual suspects, y'all know what I mean at the end of the movie where, you know, he started, they get that close up of his feet and he starts going from the the verbal, the verbal Kent. I think it was verbal Kent. He goes from that, you know, that walk that verbal had to doing, you know, to straightening that foot out and going into a normal stride. And at the end of Snowfall, you know, Franklin goes to see Melody you know, has a few words with her and he's been walking around with a cane the whole season, you know, um, cause at the end of season three, she shot him. So he was, he was all fucked up behind that. And so he's been hobbling along the entirety of season four with this cane. And at the end of the season, you know, he leaves the cane in the room that he was in with her and, and starts walking away normally and that's how, you know, he basically walks off into the sunset. And that's how we end season four. Um, so definitely looking forward to, um, you know, chopping it up with some people, you know, doing a detailed review of the whole season. Um, not exactly sure when that'll be. But like I said, I'm going to start working on that soon. And, um, you know, we'll pull it all together. You know what I mean? Uh, next up, want to talk about... Um, Jamie Foxx's new sitcom on Netflix. It's called Dad Stop Embarrassing Me. Um, it was, I believe it's it's created and executive produced by him and uh his oldest daughter, I believe. Um, so that's a that's a pretty dope thing right there. 
Um, really, what I'll say about this show is that it was okay. I thought it was okay. Um, there's a lot of room for improvement. Um, I hope they get the opportunity to improve it, though. Um, it makes me think of when um, one of my coworkers put me on to uh, to Shit's Creek and to the office, and um, I remember her telling me. At the time when she was like, you know, you know, you got to watch these shows. I think in both cases, she told me to, you know, to give to kind of let season one go by and not really start judging it until the second season and beyond that. You know what I'm saying? She was like the first season of these shows really kind of they didn't really know what they were trying to do and they were trying to find their footing and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So that's that's what I think of um, Jamie's new show. Um, I think that they were really trying to figure out, you know, what kind of show that they that they want to be. Um, there were a few laughs. There were some things that made me laugh. But, you know, overall, it wasn't wasn't really that funny um, to me. I think part of that is because I think the humor that they were going for kind of seems outdated. It seems like the type of shit that you would have done on the original Jamie Foxx show or, you know, on Martin, uh, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that back in the nineties or whatever. Um, it was kind of like the same type of jokes, the same humor, but with a 2021 twist to it because, you know, now social media is a part of, of what we're talking about. Um, all of the things that we're seeing with social justice and, you know, Black Lives Matter and all those kinds of things. So they they threw in some current stuff, but it was like that old school kind of outdated, you know, humor there. Um, so but like I said, I think that there's a potential for the show to be a better show and I hope that they get it. But I feel like they were trying to squeeze some things in there that it's kind of like they had a few things that they wanted to cover and they weren't sure if they were going to have another opportunity to do it. So they just try to squeeze everything into, you know, this one season, just in case we don't get a chance to come back and have an episode about this or about that. You know what I mean? Um, but if they do get another opportunity and they are back, you know, maybe next year or sometime, you know, after that, then I definitely hope to see, a much more focused and a better product, you know, put out by them. So, you know, it's up to you if you want to watch it. I'm not even going to really <laughs> say whether or not I think you should watch it. But I do think that if you do decide to watch it, um, if you go into it with sort of the mentality of just kind of seeing it, you know, just kind of seeing what they're doing and not really judging it so harshly on what it is. I mean, you can, I mean, I'm not, I'm not telling you not to, but I just think that this could be potentially be a situation where if they are, get, if they are to get, you know, another season or two or even more than that, where maybe we can sit back, hopefully we can sit back and look and say, yeah, the first season, they didn't really know what they were doing when they were looking for their voice, trying to find their footing, whatever you want to call that. And then from season two and beyond that, then the show really, you know, found its identity and, you know, got into a nice rhythm and all that. Because like I said, with The Office and with Shit's Creek, 
both of those are great shows and I would highly recommend those to you if you haven't seen them. Um, I don't have Peacock, but I know, you know, obviously uh, The Office is on Peacock. I believe Shit's Creek is still on Netflix and that's where I watched it. You know, I didn't watch it when it was on. Um, I think it was Pop is the, the name of the network. I didn't see it on there. But um, I definitely enjoyed it. And at some point, I, I want to rewatch the whole thing. I think it was like six seasons. Um, but it was great. I really enjoyed it, man. You know what I'm saying? Seeing um, Daniel and Eugene Levy and, and actually their um, Eugene's daughter, Daniel's sister, Sarah, is also on the show. I think she was the, the woman who played, I think the character's name was Twyla. So if you watch Shit's Creek, you know, Daniel and Eugene are obviously um, John and David Rose. And then once they get to the town of Shit's Creek, they come across this woman named Twyla, who was, uh, I think she was the waitress at the restaurant. And Twyla is actually Eugene's daughter, Daniel's sister. So that's what's up. Um, so, but like that, that that show in the office, the first season was, you know, a little iffy, still good, you know, in the grand scheme of things, still, you know, pretty decent quality or whatever. But it wasn't the show that it be, that it would later, you know, go on to become. And so maybe hopefully Jamie's new show will have that type of arc. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. You know what I'm saying? But I definitely wanted to mention it. Um Next thing I wanted to mention is a documentary series on um, HBO Max called Generation Hustle. Um, I think it's 10 episodes. When I first started watching it, I swear there were eight episodes. And then along the way, it took me like maybe four or five days or something like that. I watched like an episode or two, you know, over the next, you know, few days and things Um, over the course of that period. I swear they added another episode or two. So the order actually changed. So like the the episode, um, I think it's the one. I think it's called like the party's over or something like that. There's an episode about this kid named Ian Bick who's from my home state of Connecticut. And he was um, a young like party promoter. And he was, you know, doing all this stuff in Connecticut, throwing parties and all that type of shit. And it ended up, you know, turning into a Ponzi scheme where he had a lot of money from friends and family that was invested into this this entertainment company that he um that he created at like 16. And, you know, him being young and dumb, I think to a certain extent, like what ended up becoming the Ponzi scheme and what ended up becoming him, you know, committing, you know, like wire fraud and mail fraud and all that kind of stuff. I think it was just a young kid kind of not knowing what he was doing and things kind of getting out of hand. But, you know, it was it was still, you know, whether you intend to do something or not, you know what I'm saying? It's the, the effects of it are still real. You know what I'm saying? So he might not have really intended to screw these people over, but he did. You know, he told one lie and then he had to tell another one and another one and all of that. That episode, I swear, was like number two when I watched it. But now it's somewhere further down the line. But anyway, what Generation Hustle is, is a bunch of it's like 10 different episodes about scammers. You know what I'm saying? So you got that one. There's another one um, about this this kid that's a rapper who does something called scam rap, which I had never heard of until this shit. But he's doing like scam rap where he's like literally telling you 
how to do certain scams and shit. And in his interviews that they did, you know, to make the film, he was also breaking down shit. Like the person was like, well, tell me how to do this or tell me how to do that. Just like, give me an example of something that you can do or whatever. And he was breaking shit down. And there were parts in the interview where they had to like mute out what he was saying because it's like, yo, this is illegal. Like, do not do this. You know what I'm saying? So, that shit was crazy. There was one on him. There was one on, um, I mentioned the WeWork documentary that's on Hulu. They've got an episode on WeWork. There's one on um, this girl. I think her name was, it was Anna something. She claimed that she was like a uh, um, a German heiress. Um, and she was scamming people, uh, like in New York city and all that kind of stuff. So it was real interesting, man. There's a, a bunch of other stories. Let me try to think of another one that stood up. There was one about a, um, a, a kid, um, who was, uh, he was at the university of Georgia and he ended up, um, creating a, a hedge fund thing while he was in school and, you know, that ended up becoming a Ponzi scheme. There's one about this guy who was um, a, he, he was into the, the traveling community. So, but, but I, I mean, obviously, I know that there's a lot of people that, that love to travel. I want to do a lot more traveling myself. Um, but there's people that, you know, are very, very into it. And, you know, they they there's people that they interviewed for this this particular episode where they were talking about like how they they wanted to to go to every country in the world and things like that. So there was an episode about this guy who scammed his way into that world, you know, created an entirely new persona for himself, you know, and duped a lot of people that, you know, you would think would know better. And that's one of the things that, you know, really stood out to me the most about watching this this series when I was watching it is that um a lot of people that you would think would and should and could know better, you know, they fell for the shit just like the average person would. I think everybody has, we've all encountered scammers and people who, who meant, you know, meant us harm or whatever like that, or people who were, you know, trying to run game on us or whatever it was, you know, you might not have been the direct target of it or whatever, but you may have seen or heard something, uh, you know, I can think about people that I've come across that they weren't necessarily trying to, you know, get over on me, but I've seen what they've done to other people, you know what I'm saying? So, um, I think we all have experience with that, at least from, you know, a, a secondhand knowledge uh, point of view, but, you know, there's people that that you see, you know, talking about uh, these different situations within this docu documentary series. And it's like, how did you fall? For, like, for example, the girl that I was talking about that said she was um, a German heiress. She was like scamming people that are like into, you know, the music business and, you know, the art world and all this kind of stuff, like people who have attained a, 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 a very high level of success, but they were so, I think what it is, I think part of it is that everybody's trying to get on. Like, I think we're all trying to get on to a certain extent. Like there's goals that I have and things that I want to do and places that I want to see and all that kind of stuff before my time on this, on this earth is done. And there's a lot of stuff that you all want to do and so on and so forth. But I think in addition to that, one of the things and, and 
outside of people just maybe being gullible or, or not knowing any better or certain in certain cases, I think sometimes people also want to be they want to be put on or they want to put someone else on because they feel like it's the next hot thing. So it seems like like with this girl and really in, in a lot of these instances, when you when you watch the series, but like with this girl, for example, it seemed like a lot of the people that that she ended up playing like they were already established. You know what I'm saying? Like they obviously there's more that they could do and, and they can still climb higher or whatever. But they were good. She was trying to get to where they were. But I feel like she was able to convince them that she was the truth. And they were so captivated by what she was talking about that they were like, this is the new, the new, the new it girl. Like this, this girl could potentially be where I'm at or even higher. So I want to align myself with her. So yeah, I will invest in this company that she says that she wants to, to establish. And, you know, I will vouch for her and da da. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I think they have the power to make her dream come true or not or to put her in a position where she wants to be or not. But it's also like they want to be associated with the new shit. It's like, you know, with the I don't really understand this whole cryptocurrency thing. And I'm currently learning, trying to learn about the stock market and all that kind of stuff, because I want to start investing and building, you know, for my family, my, my future and my future family's future. You know what I'm saying? Um but like you got this whole cryptocurrency thing like that now, and it's kind of like, you know, with the I don't even know how it's pronounced. Is it Dogecoin or Dogecoin or whatever like that? Like the new shit that's out there. Like you got a lot of people that are wanting to invest in it now because they think potentially it could be the next big thing in that world. Right. So I think that's kind of like one of the things that, you know, led people to believe in what she was talking about. And, you know, like the the guy that said that he was, um, you know, the, the traveling guy, um, I forget the, the, the name that he made up for himself. But, um, you know, I think because he was a young guy and he had claimed to, you know, have studied here and traveled here and there and done all this stuff by the age of 20. I, I think it was like, yo, some of the old heads that he was that he was running game on was like, yo, I'm trying to this kid might be the new dude in this world. So let me try to help him out. And then I can say, well, yeah, I, I, I discovered that kid. You know what I'm saying? So people, people definitely are interested, man. It was it was very interesting to watch um, each one of those episodes. At some point, I think I want to, you know, run that back. Um, and, and kind of rewatch it and, and see maybe if there's things that I pick up on that I hadn't, you know, noticed before and so on and so forth, man. But yeah, Generation Hustle, I think I gave that, I definitely gave that, um, five fists on the rating scale. So if you have HBO Max, definitely check that out. Um, what else have I seen recently? Um, I watched the Mortal Kombat movie. Uh, that was it was cool. I mean, it was, you know, for what it is, you know, it was a movie about a video game. So I didn't have high expectations for it, but um, I enjoyed it. You know what I'm saying? Um, it was it was good enough to, to entertain me for the, the time that it that it um, was on. And um, I think that they're going to do some sequels and all that. I'll check those out, you know, especially if it's a situation like this. I mean, you know, it was on HBO Max, so I didn't have to go anywhere. I mean, I, I could have gone to a theater, but I'm not ready to do that just yet. So, um, you know, 
not having to pay any extra money or leave my house. You know, it was it was definitely great for that type of uh, situation. Um, so that's basically Mortal Kombat. You know, it's just a you know a good way to you know waste a couple hours. I think it was like might have been an hour and a half, maybe a little bit more than that. I think it was less than two hours. So, you know, it's worth a look. So another thing that I was checking out, uh, Solar Opposites on Hulu. And it was created by the guys that did uh, Rick and Morty. And if you like Rick and Morty, you'll love this because it's the same fucking show. Basically, it's just aliens. Um, I mean, that's really all I can say about it. I mean, I, I watched the first season. I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm looking, I just started the second season. I think I'm maybe two episodes into season two. So definitely check that out. Uh, Solar Opposites. Like I said, I can't really say much about it because if you've seen Rick and Morty, then you already understand what it is. Like if so, that's basically my best explanation of what this show is. It's Rick and Morty, but it's just different characters. Um, Another thing that I've been watching started on um where is that on it's on hbo max joint called uh secrets of the solar system that's pretty interesting obviously it's talking about the solar system uh, i think the first episode was kind of an introduction to what the series is going to be and kind of just talking about our solar system in general then the second episode was about uh the sun and mercury um, so they focus in on that. And then I think episode three is on Venus. Um, I haven't seen that one yet, but it's it's pretty interesting, man. I'm definitely interested in that kind of thing. You know, I'd be all over the place, man. Like, you know, as you might have heard and, you know, some of these, um, <clears throat> you know, some of these things that I've been doing with this, this new show is kind of all over the place. You know what I mean? Um, <coughs> excuse me. <clears throat> So there's that. Uh, one more thing, um, and we'll get out of here after this. Is um, I watched uh, this movie yesterday. I rented it from Amazon Prime called Batman: Soul of the Dragon. It's an animated joint from DC, and um, you know they do a great job with these. You know I've I've said it before online. I may have said it on here. Um, they do a great job with these animated joints if if they could just capture the magic that they have with these animated joints and actually make the live action movies as good as these then they would marvel wouldn't be kicking their ass like they are you know what i mean um <clears throat> so it was it was animated it looked like a an old 70s kind of black exploitation style movie or whatever um, there's a guy that's definitely a Jim Kelly, you know, inspired character who's who's a part of the situation as a Bruce Lee type cat. Um, basically, like these folks, these those three guys, Batman, um, the Jim Kelly dude, the Bruce Lee dude and a few others. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. <clears throat> those folks were. um they all went they all trained at the same temple and you know they they learned from this this great master and you know he showed them a lot of different stuff and so on and so forth and then they all kind of go out into the world and do their own thing obviously bruce wayne becomes batman and so on 
Um, and there's a scene early in the movie where uh, the the Asian man comes in, 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 I think he's like in Vegas or whatever, uh, where Bruce is at. <clears throat> and he comes to holler at him like, yo, I need your help with something. And, you know, at first he's like, nah, I'm good. You know, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, they, they go back into the history and, and the whole nine. And then eventually, you know, without giving too much away, you know, eventually, you know, they kind of re reconnect with some of the other people that they knew from back in the day when they were all learning the martial arts and, and how to become, you know, more disciplined individuals and the whole nine. And, um, <clears throat> you know, they, they do a lot of ass kicking and, um, you know, they have to take care of their business as they see fit. And that's what, that's what they do. So I'll just leave that there. Um, I thought it was, was great and I really enjoyed it. Um, and that is pretty much it, man. Oh, oh, one last thing. One last thing that I wanted to mention before I get out of here, man. So I'm recording this on Saturday. Today is May 1st, 2021. Bruh. Yesterday they dropped the um season one finale of Invincible on us on um Amazon Prime. Listen, man, if y'all not watching Invincible, you gotta get on this show, man. Um, a lot of people are comparing it to The Boys, which is also on Amazon Prime, and it's about superheroes and kind of anti-heroes and all that kind of stuff. Listen, man, I don't think that I don't think that. The boys is even as raw as this. This nigga Omni Man is crazy as shit, bruh. He, yo, he is an official wild cowboy. Like, the the main comparison that you'll see between these two shows is like the violence between them. And then like how you have um on the boys, you have Homelander, who is like their version of Superman. You know, he's got the clean cut image and he's got the, you know, he's a, a nice looking guy and, <clears throat> you know, all that kind of stuff. So he's like what you would want. Um, oh, and I just thought of another thing, too. But we'll we'll get to that once we finish this Invisible Talk. I don't know how I forgot about this. Anyway, um, so Homelander is like their Superman, like I said, like, you know, clean cut, you know, pristine image, blah, blah, blah. But what we see and what they eventually come to see on the show is that Homelander is crazy as cat shit and he don't really give a damn about anybody. And, you know, he's going to do whatever he wants to do. You know what I'm saying? If it's beneficial to other people and it can help you out, cool. But that's not really his game. Like, he's really all about himself. But we also learn, you know, a part of that is because he's a very flawed individual and he's got, like, a lot of, like, you know, trauma that happened to him because, you know, in that world, you know, he... He was experimented on and, you know, all these kinds of things or whatever. So to certain to a certain extent, you can kind of understand, <clears throat> you know, what's going on with him and even some of the other characters or whatever. You know, like they they do a good enough job of presenting the things that he's been faced with in his lifetime. You know, he's basically got mom and dad issues and, you know, a bunch of other stuff, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, with the boys, it's they're. It's like what what it would really be like, especially in today's in today's world, 
where the superheroes are it's like all marketing you know what i mean like they they're marketing they they've got slogans and you know all this kind of stuff there's a p there's a whole pr aspect to what they're doing i forget the name of the company but there's a company that is creating these images and 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 you know all that kind of stuff so we kind of understand homelander to a certain extent but at the same time he is a grown man and yeah you had some terrible things happen to you but at some point you have to make your own decisions and you know what has what has happened to you is not an excuse for what you've done as a result of it. it. It may explain why you do certain things, but it's not an excuse once you get to certain levels or whatever. So there's a lot of things that come along with Homelander. That's just him being like, fuck it. You know what I mean? But on, on Invincible, you got this cat Omni-Man, who's basically the Superman on there. This is a whole nother cat right here, man. Omni-Man is on another level, bruh. Um, this dude, he's from another planet and, you know, without giving away too much, cause I think, I, I think this would be a cool show to break down in a more meticulous fashion as well. So, you know, we can do that as well, but just to, to give a summary of him, you know, he comes in and at first you think that, you know, he's the guy, he's the Superman type of guy. He's, you know, real nice and blah, blah, blah. But then eventually, like within the first, the first episode at the end, by the time the first episode is over with, you see like, nah, this dude, he on some other shit. Like he's, he's not what people think he is. And then as the show goes on and on and on, you know, you really see what it is with him. And so he's, he's basically just, he's just an evil guy. Like, I mean, he plays the role of nice guy and all this kind of stuff, but He's one of those people that, you know, maybe there's some, you know, some of the trauma and some of the things that like a a person like Homelander has dealt with with him. But they haven't really shown us any of that. I mean, it may be in the comics and, you know, that may be stuff that we see um, in the future on the show because they they were given the green light for um, seasons two and three. So we will get more of this show. So maybe, you know, in the future, we may learn some things about him. But again, you know, at some point it comes down to decision making. You know, you're making choices about who you are and what you want to be and all that kind of stuff. You know, we've all we all have baggage. We all come with things that have happened to us and and all that. But one of the things that really defines you is how you respond to those things and then, you know, how you proceed and, and how you move forward. You know, after dealing with those things. But this dude is just straight. He's just straight like evil. Like this motherfucker is crazy, man. And <laughs> the way that they was rocking and rolling <clears throat> in that last episode was incredible. Like the violence. I mean, I've seen I watched Game of Thrones and I've seen a lot of violent shit on TV. The boys is pretty violent. I mean, it's a good thing that this is animated because if, if this was some some real shit that they had to, to actually do and, and, you know, do CG effects and practical effects in some cases and all that in order to, to make it happen. But there's a part in there. There's one scene where um, where he and um, Invincible are fighting 
and he grabs this dude by the head. He grabs Invincible, which is his son. He grabs him by the head and they're like flying through like a, a train. I don't know if it was a regular, like an Amtrak type of train or if it was like a subway type of thing. But he's like flying and holding him and like as they're going through, they're just crashing into people. And you know, Mark Invincible is like, you know, he's like, oh shit, like, you know, this is terrible. Omni-Man didn't give a shit about that. He's like, I don't care about none of these people, man. I don't care about these people. I don't care about this planet. I was sent here for XYZ to do, and that's what we're going to do. Like, it's straight business. Like, he's not playing with y'all. I would love to see Omni-Man, Homelander, and Superman in a battle royale. All three of them no holds barred. Everybody going for themselves. Winner take all. A death battle. You know what I'm saying? I mean, based on what I've seen, I think Omni Man will whoop these niggas' ass, man. I really do. I mean, I could be wrong, but just that mean spirit, that evil spirit that he has in him is enough to get him over. He may or may not be more powerful than those other two cats. I don't really know. But <clears throat> I think Superman is is trying to do good. You know, he wants to do good and he wants to be, you know, a big help to our planet and to anybody that he comes in contact with. So he doesn't have the, the main streak in him. But obviously he'll do what he got to do, you know, to a certain extent. But I feel like there's definitely a line with him that he wouldn't cross under most circumstances. So in a fight like this, he would definitely have to cross that line. And if he were to do it, you know, maybe he is more powerful than Omni-Man. Homelander, again, crazy. He's got a lot of issues, though. So to a certain extent, this is a, a person, a very damaged person who, um, you know, has done a lot of terrible things. Um, and you can sort of understand it to a certain extent. But like I said, once you get past that point, then it's like, nah, bro, this is just you doing what you do. Omni-Man doesn't give one fuck about anybody or anything. So his attitude alone is enough to, to possibly push him over the edge. I don't know if the powers would be able to, to knock those other dudes out, but just the, this, that, that spirit of, 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 you know, evil, that fire that's inside of him, man. That shit is crazy. So highly recommend, highly, highly recommend Invincible. Um, it's on Amazon Prime. Like I said, yesterday they dropped the uh, season finale. So now you're able to watch the entire season from start to finish. If you haven't seen it already, that'll probably be something that I revisit at some point too. And the last thing that I wanted to talk about which I almost forgot about was the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, the season finale for that aired, uh, I guess it was last week. And I really enjoyed that. It was six episodes. It was on um, Disney Plus. Really enjoyed it. Um, <clears throat> you know, as a black man, it was definitely dope to see Sam Wilson in his Captain America suit. Um, you know, I like that they they introduced us to Isaiah Bradley because he was a character that I didn't know anything about. Um, so being able to hear his story 
and and what they did with him that was good because I didn't know any of that information. So that was something that I learned while I watched this joint. Um, and they played a nice tribute to Isaiah Bradley's character um, in the last episode. So I really thought that was cool. The one criticism that I have for the show so far, I think they are going to be back with another season. So it's not done yet. I guess that was just a season finale instead of a series finale. But the criticism that I have of this show was that I didn't really believe in the main villain so much. Uh, I think the actress did a great job of playing her, but and I've heard um, along the way, especially most more recently, that there were some things that they had to cut out of the script um, because of you know COVID and everything like that. Um, so like if you if you have seen the show so far, you know you remember in the first episode. Carly and her group were um, they were stealing um, some vaccines. There was supposed to be um, <clears throat> a pandemic or a virus plot line um, in the show. It wasn't necessarily COVID or whatever, but there was something that they were going to do with that. But they ended up having to cut that stuff out. So that scene of them stealing the um, the vaccines, you know, ended up being for not because whatever they were going to do with it, they had to, you know, cut it out. Um, and I think that there were a couple of other things that I heard that they were thinking of doing um, with her character that would have kind of fleshed things out. Because we didn't really understand, like, because her whole thing was like things were better, you know, after Thanos snapped and half the population was gone and everything. And now all these people are back and, you know, we're we're back at the bottom of the barrel and blah, blah, blah. But I watched this thing the other day yesterday, actually, where this guy was basically saying, like, his problem with it. And I agree with this. It makes sense to me that when he when I heard him say it, he said that. The problem was that with her and her group, when we are introduced to them, they're already in the middle of whatever it is that they're doing. So we don't get to see them kind of take shape. You know what I'm saying? We don't we don't see the young, innocent girl or whatever she was, you know, whatever she was before she turned into the leader of this, you know, of the flag smashers. We don't get to see what she was doing, what her life was like, what the world was like before that. And then what actually caused her to turn into the person that she became. She was just already that person. And so it felt like something was missing the whole time. And I think part of that is because they had to, you know, cut certain things out and that production schedule, you know, changed dramatically, obviously because of the pandemic. Um, So that was the one thing that kind of felt a little, a little weak or whatever to me, you know, about the show. But otherwise, you know, I thought she did a good job, you know, of acting and, and, you know, there was nothing wrong with that part of it. It was just like, it felt like there was something missing. And then to actually hear that there were some things missing um, from like the, the show overall and from that character's, you know, her, her whole background and everything like that. It made it made sense, you know what I'm saying. So um, that was my only really knock against it. But otherwise, man, I thought um, I thought Mackie did a great job. I thought um, Sebastian Stan did a great job. Um, Wyatt Russell was good. Um, definitely interested in seeing, you know, what they do with his character moving forward. Um, you know, it was it was dope, man. I really enjoyed it, and I like the fact that they, you know, that they talked about. 
race and racism and 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 they kept it real you know what i'm saying they 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 didn't shy away from certain things and and all that so it was it was definitely a good watch um i would definitely recommend it to you if you haven't seen it um i think you'll enjoy it and i'm looking forward to seeing what else marvel has in store for us you know moving forward um i think loki is the next thing coming so we'll see what's up with him and um you know that's pretty much it man so um, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this thing up and um, just say that uh, I've been, been enjoying, you know, watching some TV and some movies and stuff lately. Um, I am fully vaccinated and, you know, things are open, um, but I'm not all the way ready to get all the way back out into the streets and stuff like that. I still want to kind of wait around a little bit longer for more people to, to get vaccinated and, and everything like that, because I don't want to. I feel like there will be setbacks around the country and around the world with this as more people start going out and about. And I don't want to get caught up in that. Um, But, you know, whatever you're whatever you're thinking is on that, man, just be safe. You know, um, take care of yourself, take care of others as best you can. And, um, you know, like I said, we'll put together um, a panel and, and get some things going for snowfall and maybe a couple of these other shows that we've been talking about and I'll holler back at y'all sometime soon and I will discuss a little bit more what I've been watching and then you know maybe at some point man I just I try to open it up a little bit too man and um you know get a little bit more interactive and stuff like that I'm I'm just really kind of trying to get back into the podcasting game I've been gone for a while and um I think doing these, what I'm watching episodes is it's pretty easy. You know, it's, it's, um, it's cool to just be able to kind of freestyle it. Um, but I like to get on there and, and, you know, get on here and, you know, come with some, some notes and some, some real thoughts and stuff like that. So we'll be mixing it up, man. And, you know, like I said, with the, the first one of these, you know, eventually we'll do regular one-on-one stuff and, and all that, man. So just stay tuned to the feed. Um, you know, follow me on Twitter at L Brothers Media, um, at South End Cinema, and at Look Listen Pod. Those are the three. Um, if you're on Instagram, um, L Brothers Media is my main joint. Um, I got a South End Cinema account, so follow South End Cinema on Instagram as well. And I also have one called LBM Food, which is um, pictures of food that I have cooked over the last year or so. I may have mentioned it, but if not, just real quick before I get out of here, I started cooking a lot more um, last year when we were really on lockdown with the pandemic. You know, I could do a little bit here and there. You know, I can make spaghetti or I could fry chicken or, you know, do this and that. Some basic stuff. But um, I always kind of wanted to learn how to do more. You know what I'm saying? To be able to make a lot more stuff and, you know, actually be able to say like, yeah, I can cook. So, you know, just kind of being stuck in the house and, you know, not wanting to spend all my little money on ordering out and all that kind of stuff. I was like, let me actually try to, you know, buckle down and learn some stuff, man. So, um, you know, it took a f- it took months to, to kind of get into it. But, you know, I finally well, not that what I was trying to say is that I had been cooking for months. You know, I've been cooking for several months before I actually started 
the Instagram page. But once I started the page, I was able to take what I had done up until that point. And then from then on, I've been posting stuff. So like I cooked some stuff today um, and uh, that's on there. So if you want to see like, you know, some of the stuff that I've been making over the last year or so and kind of, you know, see my, my journey. Uh, becoming a, a much better cook, then you can check that out on um, LBM Food on uh, Instagram. And um, that's pretty much it, man. So I'm going to go ahead. I ain't going to hold y'all no longer. Uh, South End Cinema Podcast, and we are out.